I think I think it begins with following what you're curious about um, because I think I think I did busking a few times because I was I saw um, I saw a busker out in Worcester playing who's now one of my close friends which busking has brought all of my close friends to me which is incredible um, and then just trying it out and just being curious about it that's kind of led to me asking questions and then trying to find out the answers by just doing it um, yeah. and I think that's it begins there it's like a seed in a, in a garden you, you start finding what you're curious about you keep poking at it keep asking questions and soon it will it will blossom into something that you're really passionate about because um, it's so difficult to to follow a passion if you don't really know what the passion is I think you have to explore it and have to talk to it and question it and question yourself Hello, my name is James Chatfield. I am a musician who plays on the streets a lot in hope to bring spontaneous joy all over the world. Um, and you're listening to the Travelling Optimist podcast with Steve Odie. Greetings, optimists. How are you? What's happening in your life? Uh, the clocks in the UK have gone back and the nights are drawing in and I'm thinking warm and cosy fireplaces, chilling with a nice pint of beer. What about you? And chilling segues nicely to the introduction of this episode's guest, James Chatfield. James is a talented musician, songwriter and an unapologetic lover of busking. He decided to follow his dream and passion to bring his unique sound to the streets of the UK and unleash the joy that it gives people. OK, it's not all been plain sailing, though. Questions about his chosen career path. We've all been there. Uh, abusive passers-by, blood-stained fingers from playing in the cold and earning nothing from a day's playing. But this is a story of having faith in your abilities, building the muscle of resilience and being persistent and true to yourself. It's not about proving people wrong so much as it's about that feeling deep in your soul that tells you you are doing the right thing. And it's these attributes and the mindset that I see in entrepreneurs every day. And James is just the musical version of this. And I sincerely hope by listening to his music and listening to our conversation that it has the same positive effect on you too. So this is me and James Chatfield talking openly about life on the streets of the UK playing his guitars, the hurdles he's had to navigate and the beautiful moments he's witnessed to get to this point in his life and of course his excellent appearance on TEDx. But ultimately... This is a conversation with a dude who's had millions of likes and downloads on social media, a guy so talented and humble, whose belief in his ability is so strong that he just wants his music to bring joy to the world. OK, let's go. Hello, you're listening to the Travelling Optimist podcast and today's guest is James Chatfield. Uh, welcome to the show, James, the House of Optimism. How are you? I'm very well today. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, How are excellent you, stuff. Excellent. So, listen, you're a you're a musician. You write your own songs. Um, where have you been recently? That's been that's really blown your mind away. Recently, it's blown my mind away. Um, I've recently been climbing around Snowdonia, uh, doing a lot of hiking and stuff, which has been not necessarily to play, but um, visually, it's very inspiring. Like climbing mountains and coming back and then writing songs. And also sitting amongst mountains and writing songs has been really, really great. Yeah, no, awesome. Do you get a lot of your inspiration from from nature then and, and being outside? 
Yeah, I am. Um, so I do a lot of videos outside in the woodlands because um, I, I send. I um, tend to spend a lot of time um, writing songs there. Um, I find the ambience of birds and trees blowing and rivers and stuff really kind of it kind of it mellows me out. So it, it gets me into a really nice zone mm. to bring songs forth from there. Yeah. How would you describe your music then? Because when I first saw you. It was on TikTok, and the particular tune that you were playing was it was very ethereal. It was it was really chilled. It was very very cool, and I would recommend everybody uh, on the uh, who's listening to the show go and check James out on Instagram and and TikTok. Uh, and I'll put all those details in the show notes at the end as well. So that don't worry, we'll we'll get you promoted. So we I saw you, and and that I mean it was amazing. How did you get that kind of sound? What what sort of brought you to that this position now in terms of the sound that you make um defining it as a genre is difficult um i always go to something chill out ambient instrumental soundtracky along those lines um i think the main inspiration i've had is listening a lot to um, film scores and especially listening to like the more relaxing of film scores yeah um and i i started actually playing very fast-paced punk, pop, rock things with bands at schools and high school. Um, and it wasn't until I started university where I met um, a solo bassist called Steve Lawson, who did a lot of ambient soundscape stuff with just a bass. And seeing that as like, oh, you can make music this way as well, rather than being in a band, um, has kind of taken me on this path of creating these almost background um, soundtracks. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's an amazing sound. I love it. And actually, just to sort of describe it would be quite difficult. Hopefully, um, during the show, we'll be able to do a sort of a mini live session, as it were, uh, which would be great. Uh, just to because it'd be interesting to show people that when I put it on YouTube how you play your instrument because you play the double bass. Or sorry, the bass is a normal guitar, don't you? In the normal yes. guitar position, yeah. and then you've got like an acoustic guitar on your lap. Yeah. <laughs> so cool um that came about by a happy accident um i see it now as like a people a lot of people say you're playing two instruments at once but i kind of see it as one instrument like as like because the parameters of how you create songs with those um because you can't play the guitars as you would normally yeah. um, it's like a new instrument in itself um but that was a very happy accident of wanting to learn some finger style guitar but not having a tuner on the guitar to tune it. So I had my bass up here and I was holding the notes on to tune the guitar and happened to hit the same note at the same time. And I was like, that's really cool. Okay. Well, how about this? How about this? <laughs> like this kind of like foundy sounds that I was really invested in and gave myself a challenge to write a few songs with it and take it out to open mics. And it's just evolved from there, really. Yeah. It was only meant to be like a, challenge myself to make something with this but now i've fallen in love with the sound yeah yeah no you've you've kind of you've kind of carved out your own niche haven't you it's like yeah a lot of people ask like have you seen this before like are you taking inspiration from someone else who's done this and there are other people that i've seen play two guitars especially acoustic or electric guitars um but i think there's definitely i don't think i've seen anyone play it in the same fashion that i have yeah yeah absolutely so <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your background so we can add some context to, to your life and um, and where it's going. So so 
where where where's it where does it all start um i think it starts with my dad's always played guitar and he's he always used to sing me songs like oasis um the blur and all the bands that he was already into uh he used to do harmonica as well he still does very little bits um and i think i just got really interested in how a a wooden box could make such incredible sounds so it was more like um i used to have the guitar in my lap when i was very young and i used to just like mess around with it um and then when i think it was i think i was 13 he bought me my first guitar lessons went to a guitar studio um learned a few basic chords and a few melodies on the guitar and just fell in love with being able to make a sound myself and then it was on my 16th birthday we went to go buy my first guitar and I saw an electric bass and I looked at it and I was like, that looks way cooler. Can I get that? I don't know what it is, but can I get that? And my life began as a bassist playing in pop punk bands at school, high school. And then I ended up going to university studying composition performance with a bass. Um, yeah. yeah, I think my dad was a, the biggest influence as, a, as an early kid um, in the early days. Uh, and my mom too, she used to play a lot of different music when we were driving and stuff and she'd always sing. Um, and I think I just fell in love with, I fell in love with music and sounds really. Did you always, so you, you played music obviously at school and stuff, and then you went to uni and things. So were, were you in the mindset that you were actually thinking this, I'm going to make a career of this? Not really. No, I, I, when I, as I was finishing school, I think my parents always wanted me to get like a job in like a, a trade, like a, a carpenter or electrician or something. I think that's because um, they've never had, we've never really had a, I suppose, a creative worker in the family before. Yeah. So I think they were probably worried about financial situations and stuff with it, but I never imagined myself to be doing what I'm doing now. Um, I always thought it would be working in studios or in live sound setting up stages and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So university, how how did that um, how did that help you with your sort of music? Um, surrounding myself with people who had similar interests and, and mindsets, and also being amongst like teachers that have experience in the industry, mm. but like the teachers I had were very still working in the industry as well as teaching. So it was really interesting to meet those people, have those conversations, and for them to, um, I suppose, find themselves in us, like being like, oh, if you, you guys remind me of what I was like as a kid and like exploring music um, for the first time. Is that where you learned how to write music as well? Is that, or did that sort of, you've always been able to do that? Yeah, I, um, I've, always, I've always been creative in, in writing my melodies and writing music, but I think, understanding how to do it and understanding the theory behind it um and all the techniques as well as the guitar stuff yeah yeah, yeah. were you kind of um were you in a band at uni then is that kind of did you sort of develop your your sound and and uh, that creativity even further by being in a band yeah so once i once i i got my first band when i was 16 at school but we were, it were our band was called pointless and it was like a year of messing around around playing songs like blink Way too and then uh, i came across a guy called chris jones um, and we formed a band that lasted about six years and it was like a pop punk band but um, me and the drummer were very into 
more technical things like prog rock and math rock. Um, so when we start, when we began writing songs as a collective, um, we all threw our influences in. Mm. Um, and I think I found, I found a passion for that creative process of making new sounds and like making sounds that isn't necessarily inspired by other artists, just more of like, this sounds cool. Let's explore this new yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. So your dad was influenced by all the '90s bands. Mm-hmm. Who were you influenced by? Um, ah, right now, I'm influenced a lot by. Um, uh, I'm listening to a lot of pianists at the moment. I listen to Niels Fram. Um, he plays really incredible sort of ambient piano music. Um, but I think the, the biggest inspiration that kind of took me on this journey to the double guitar slash being on the streets making ambient music with Steve Lawson, who was my bass teacher at um, university. And he's known to be the top solo bass player in the UK. Right. Um, and he, the way he treats the bass as an instrument is just, it kind of opened up so many doors to what's possible with one instrument and effects and looping and improvisation. Yeah. Yeah. Was there sort of a, a time in your, life whether it i don't know as a teenager or in your early 20s or whatever where you, you there was this spark and you it suddenly all clicked together and and you you found this is this is what it's this is what it's going to be for me for the rest of my life or is it is it something that's been very gradual i think where i am now has been gradual but i think that moment you're talking about um was we watched um four of our tutors improvise a piece of music um, and me and two of my best friends, um, Michael Price, who's a guitarist, and Carl Brown, who's a drummer, we were like, this is really cool. Let's try and do this. So we went into the studio, no plan at all. We set microphones all up and we said, we're just going to play and see what happens. And we made this piece of music. It's on it's on Bandcamp somewhere. Um, and that improvisation, that kind of like realisation that you don't need to rehearse and rehearse. You can just make music in the moment um, and take take the inspiration from the places around. That's why I really like busking because I look at the streets when I'm playing and take the movements of people going past and the, um, the way the birds are flying and the, and the way the trees are and stuff. Um, and I think that moment in that studio, I remember it so clearly. Um, at the end of it, we both, we all looked at each other with like a great smile. We were like, we just made some magic here. It was just, it was the process of making that magic was like what I really enjoyed. And I think that's kind of, set the way I like to make music in a very free manner, improvised and almost without structure. Yeah. Do you get, do you get that sort of feeling of flow and, and, uh, whatever, like now when you're out outside busking, is that, is that how you feel? You're kind of in, in, in the zone. Yeah. I, I mean, it's mostly in the zone. I think sometimes my mind can, I think all our minds play tricks on us sometimes and make us think of really ridiculous things. And, um make really crazy questions of what's going on in the world and also around you um but i definitely feel when i get into it and when i find something that's a bit new and i start exploring it i just i do zone out but i zone out of the real world and then zone into this sound that i'm creating and yeah i think the streets are the place i find the most flow in that in that regard yeah what I love, actually, having looked at some of your YouTube videos, is the interaction with the with passers by 
and and crowds and children and stuff they could because they love your music and it's it's really mm-hmm. atmospheric and it's what it's 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 that type of melody or tune that you you makes you stop and and think you know if you can hear it like half a mile down the road and you're thinking where's that sound coming from that's amazing and then you know if, I, if that were me i'd be walking up up the high street to get to see where you are but it's really cool because you can get on your videos included in the sound you, you don't edit anything like that do you 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 keep yeah. all of the people going oh i love your music well done you can even hear like the chink chink of money going into a into your mm-hmm. uh, guitar box or whatever and um it's just brilliant i love it <laughs> And there was one that I think that was really, really made me laugh where there was a dog ran by and it started barking. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love it because it feels like, I don't know, it feels like the the surroundings are part of the piece of music too. Like it feels like it's that itself. It's like a captured song is the space that I'm in as well as the music that's being made and and the yeah. coins. Being, it's brilliant sometimes when the coins thrown in match the rhythm or like the footsteps match the rhythm or people say something when there's a pause in the music and it, it's, I really enjoy that, especially cause I, um, I record a lot of my, um, videos on with this as well. So it's like a stereo microphone and that's okay. what my album Um, so there's one track, I think on Spotify somewhere where there's a skateboarder that goes past me like that, but in the headphones, you can hear it almost going through your head. <laughs> I really enjoy that. And a lot of people have said to me that I should go into the studio and, um, record an album. And I did try, I went into my friend, he produces music for bands. Um, I just couldn't feel it. I didn't no. I didn't feel comfortable in a really small space. It didn't I like the rawness, I like the the moment that, that is there. Yeah. I, 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 I get that actually by looking at those videos and listening to your to your sound. It's uh, you can really I can really understand what you mean. So something that's really, you know, uh, interested me is really what what's life like out on the road busking and playing and i it's a two-pronged question so i'd really like to know what it's really like out there you know early hours late nights what's it like in the cold is what happens when it's raining that kind of thing but also um what is the general sort of feeling when you go out and about you know i get the feeling that there are um you know people very much enjoying it but do you often find that there's people that don't enjoy it as well is there any negatives Um when I first began, so I began um, November 2016 is when I kind of declared myself a full-time busker. When I say declared myself, I mean to myself, but not anyone else, because I was quite embarrassed to tell people that I was going to follow it straight away, because I think um, especially my family were very against it when I first started. Um, But that, maybe the first two years of it, it was quite negative. And I don't know if that's because my playing might have not been good um, as well as like my busking ability might not have been well. And I think there is almost like a skill to busking. Like um, I think volume is quite important as well as like what you play. Um, and I think I was still learning that and the confidence. I feel much more confident now because I've been doing it for so long. Mm. But when I first started, I probably looked like a very nervous kid stood there with a bass trying to make some nice music, but um, the way I looked and felt probably brought that negativity towards me. Um, Mm. It's not so bad now. Um, I think maybe that's because my playing is better. Um, I'm much more confident in it and I probably zone out of the negativity if there is any, but there are, there's been a few moments during my years of busking where there have been people that come up and said like, 
please shut up or like got really close to me and said quite insulting things um told me to give up get a real job or like i'll give you a quid if you like shut up now and like move on or something oh god um, that's so sad yeah it's the i remember once um i was in kidderminster which is my hometown um and it's quite a nice town center um and uh, an elder woman perhaps in a late 70s came up to me and said said a very mean thing to me while I was playing I was trying to play this really ambient solo bass thing and it just like I just broke down I just I just started crying on the street I packed all my gear away and ran home and that happened a few times where I just sort of like just didn't feel comfortable and felt like the world hated me Mm. Um, but I think what really kept me going was the small moments of like a kid stopping their parents in a pram and smiling and dancing or like a woman coming up to me and saying like, I've had a really bad day, but I've just sat here on my lunch break from work and your music has kind of brought this really nice, peaceful ambience and my anxiety is gone and here you go, here's some money. Thank you so much. And those moments have made me realise that I can't stop because those spontaneous bits of like me interacting with some some stranger that sound is doing something good to them i think that's kind of helped me sort of almost ignore the negative side and also just push past it and just keep on going because it does a lot of good i think and i think it's worth it's worth taking a few punches on the way <laughs> you know that that's i mean that, that's a really sort of very wise attitude and, and a great mindset there are always going to be, you know, some horrible people out there. But I'm really glad you 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 persevered and 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 don't let the haven't let the negative people, you know, dictate what you do, which is which mm-hmm. is important, really, isn't it? So, what's it like when you're out there and it's cold and miserable? Um, when it's cold and miserable, weirdly, I think because I started in November full time, which is probably an awful month to start because it's so cold. Um, but I think it's very nostalgic to me now. I think November is my favourite month now. Um, although I guess my favourite month is always the month I'm in because I think like watching the seasons is is a brilliant. Like especially going on lots of walks, seeing how the trees change and stuff is brilliant. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It definitely is hard. I have to drink a lot of tea. Um, I take big flasks full and um, get lots of coffee. Um, and throughout, like from this moment until maybe March my I'll wear like from probably like four pairs of socks like my layers will just keep building up until until um, February goes yeah um, the first year I did the double guitar thing with the tapping on the guitar strings my fingers had these huge cuts down because it was so cold and it's quite hard to play when it's that cold and a lot of my friends said you need to start like your your fingers are uh, like bleeding and your your hands clearly aren't doing well but i kept persevering but i i quite like it i like the the um i like going out in the rain as well like i like the cold and the rain isn't so bad it's the wind that's the worst because you can't stop the wind the wind blows away the coins and the guitar case and cds um do you like get a different sound in the winter does it does it does it sound different because this is another question I had in my brain last night when I was thinking, oh, what can I ask you? But I was thinking, does it does it come across in a different way, you know, when it's cold and crisp as opposed to, you know, warm? I think so. I think maybe 
That's quite an interesting question. I think um, it's weird because um, I think everywhere I go, it's slightly different. And depending on how busy it is, if it's busy, I tend to play faster things and like more kind of dancey things um, because I think crowds form there. Um, and I think in winter, everything's a bit slower. As though like the beat per minute has like gone down 30, 40, perhaps. Um, it's more, much more ambient. Yeah. So how did um, how did sort of changing tack slightly? Because that, that and I apologise for asking that question. I just threw that in. But um, oh, I like <laughs> how did <laughs> you? So just to obviously cards on the table. You're my first TEDx guest. So you know, <laughs> big drum roll. Um, not putting any pressure on you at all. I'd really <laughs> like to know how that how did that gig come about because that, that i've seen it on youtube as well oh, cool. and it was an amazing um uh show and and talk that you did and there was a few things that resonated in that in that in that talk with me um particularly with following your dreams and you know doing what you what you feel is the right thing to do but i'm really interested to know how that all came about and and um what's the sort of how have you sort of affected how's that affected your career afterwards um it came about in a really sudden way i'd I'd never i've always watched tedx talks i went for a period where i watched one every morning before i like fully got out of the house um i always found them inspirational um i never thought that i'd get a chance to do it um and the email just came by so that i was busking in Budley at the time with two of my friends um and i was we had a bit of a tea break and i just sort of screamed suddenly and they're like are you okay what's going on and i looked at my emails and it said tedx on the on the subject um and the 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 organizer of that event sarah sarah luger i think her name was um she said we saw one of your videos on facebook happened to read some of your story from it because I, I used to do a lot of blogging um she said we read through your blog and we found your music very interesting and the way you play it and also the story am- amongst it because that the um the whole message for that tedx event was face it um so i think the idea of going out um just sharing music regardless of what people thought that kind of pushing past and just facing it um yeah. i think she said that it fitted really well with the theme and they were looking for another musician um it was a crazy experience it was amazing it, like i got so excited when that happened because i always thought that you had to apply for all them yeah um, and i had like i think it was february i got the email and then i think it was in june i did it mm. same year 2018 it must have been right what i loved about that though in it being very very serious with you is it um you weren't afraid to show your vulnerability because actually you were quite nervous on the, uh, uh, weren't you? And I think you did admit that. And I thought, thought, you know what, good on you for absolutely facing, and it's like facing your fears and and just doing it, isn't it? So what was the sort of, what was your message on that TEDx TEDx, uh, talk that you did? And how has that carried through into now? I think I was trying to put across that. um, I think there's more to, street music than what people think there is um i think like uh, because i i didn't realize how impactful street music can be mm. um especially having people come up to me or send emails and messages later on in the day saying how how much impact it's had on, on their day of how 
peaceful it's made them feel or just sort of uh, even a smile to a stranger. And I think that message, um, saying it out loud in front of however many people it was on a stage, um, I think it kind of reinforced why I do it. Mm. Um, and I think the message really was to, if you've got something that you really want to do, or you've got like, if there's something that you're really enjoying and you wish you had more time for it is to just make as much time as you can for it and to, to do it regardless of what people say, because the first couple of years of busking and, and going full time with it, um, a lot of my family were like, you can't do this. You should, you know, you should get a real job and just do this as a hobby. And um, obviously there's a negativity on the street sometimes. Um, yeah, I think it was because it's called Just Go For You Can Go Anywhere, um, the TEDx talk. And I think it was that. It was if you want to do something, then just just try it. Just keep trying. And it's worked. It's worked for me, I think, um, because there were the times when I wanted to give up. But I thought, if I don't just keep going and just keep trying, then I'll, I will never know mm. what's on the other side. What was kind of motivating you to keep going then? Um, I think the interactions, just a really small interactions, like even days where like I make like ten pound in the space of four to five hours, like seeing a kid dance around and a parent like taking pictures of the kid smiling and laughing, or um, just nice messages on like the TikTok live streams or on Instagram videos and stuff. I think that really keeps me going. Um, yeah, I think knowing that doing something so simple as just going out and playing some music that I really enjoy playing yeah. is bringing so much joy and it's making people want to get out of bed and bringing smiles to people. How did you, how did you get around your mum and dad then? How did, what did you, what did you do or say to them to re reaffirm, you know, your position and, and for them to, and, and reassure them? I think the reassurance was that like, I'll always pay a rent. Don't worry. Like I'll always, like I'll always find a way to pay. Um, and I think like it was difficult. I, I don't know. I think the best way, cause I think they were just worried about the financial situation. I think they were worried about, um, I think I didn't really know what a busker was until I became a busker. And I think my parents also thought that maybe busking was begging and mm. didn't understand the difference. But then I started showing them the messages and started showing them what, what it was like, what happened. Like this person gave me 10 pounds today. This person bought this CD, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think what really did it for my mom, because my dad came around much quicker because I think him seeing me follow this passion for music that kind of came from him um, showing me guitar um, he supported it much quicker um and it was i think i left uh, my mom's house and said i'm just gonna go i'm gonna go on a tour um and i just i didn't know what i was doing i packed my bags um got on trains just went around all the major cities of england apart from london um and i did a weekend in oxford of a huge bag of coins i came back with and i dumped on a dinner, dinner hall table and i said look this is what what I love is doing like this is sufficient enough to kind of keep me going. So like, just trust me. Yeah. I know I might seem like a, a weirdo or whatever, but just trust me, I've got this. Um, and I think she, after the TEDx talk, when she found out about that, she called me and, and said, she's really proud of me. And like, she was in tears and, and a really beautiful word. She said, um, she's an amazing person. I think she was just, I think she was just worried about me really. Yeah. And yeah. also because 
no one in our family has followed an, an art before. Like yeah. they, my mum paints, she's a great painter. My dad plays guitar, but they've never followed it as a career. So they were just, didn't know how it worked. They were unsure about it. And yeah. Do you think that kids, you know, young adults um, now are too, are getting too pressured into doing something normal career wise and not following their, their passion and dream? Do you think that that, that that's something that needs to change? Yeah. And I think that comes from the school system that hasn't changed since the wars really has it like the the school system has just been I I think there's more creativity in school work now but I don't know I think um, a lot of people especially kids that see like YouTubers um, because a lot of kids want to be professional YouTubers or professional video game players perhaps the parents don't fully understand it because it's such a different generation Um, yeah Yeah. I'm speaking as a parent (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and i know I, the thing is right i know i know where your mum and dad are coming from that it, it, yeah. it was coming from a place of love because they're they're protecting you they want to protect you mm. um but you know all credit to your your mum and dad they they let you get do it and 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 um and within within that sort of uh journey of of them sort of coming to terms with the fact that actually you're not going to be a carpenter or, you know, you're not going to work in a bank or, you know, some normal career or whatever. Um, they've come to terms with it. And actually you've really done well. You've, I mean, you've come in and you've proved them, proved them that you can do it. And, and, uh, and, and I love that. I really do. Well, I'd like to give credit where it's due. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Thank you. I, uh, I, <laughs> So I'm just thinking whether like now would be a a, a, a great time to, um, if you don't mind, to do a little mini mini session or a couple of minutes just so that people can hear your sound, if that's all right. And um, yeah. I know that you're going to get um, set up for it uh, and and then we can continue with the show afterwards. OK, so this is James Chatfield playing live. And you can get in contact with James at Instagram and TikTok. And his tag is at Bass Chatfield. Let's go, James.
Wow, that was amazing. Give a round of applause. <laughs> I'll throw some money in. <laughs> oh, James, that was awesome. Thank you so much. Part of being on a podcast is, you know, it's like you when you're busking, you're in flow and it's re- it's, it's about the conversation, the back and forth. And I see sort of um, similarities really with your playing your music and you're interacting with uh, the public and the your outside surroundings. It's, it's quite it's quite cool with doing a podcast. You're, we're bouncing off and, and, and uh, mm-hmm. in flow. Um, so obviously, you know, you're following your dream, right? Would you say that that's yeah. a correct assumption? Yeah, I think um, I think my dream, I didn't know my dream until I, I don't know, until I think my dream when I was a kid was to be a professional skateboarder and travel around the world doing that. But then I stopped skateboarding because I prioritized guitar over that. And I was worried that I'd fall over and snap a wrist or something. Um, but yeah, I'd say I'm following a dream that is just wanting to... Um, I say travel around. It's not like I want to travel quickly around the world. I'm quite happy to just go to four or five different places, but just knowing that I can go out playing music I love and um, bringing something good to the world. That's kind of all I really want to do. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And is that, is that part of your, is that what drives you that whole sort of reason about bringing joy to people? Is that, is that what really lights your fire? Yes. Um, um it's it's incredible when people message me things like um i think someone on the tiktok live today commented i tried to screenshot it but i was too slow um she says that i my 18 year old no my 18 month um child listens to your album every night before bed it helps him relax and stuff and seeing things like that it's well i've got to keep making music if this is what's happening like i can't stop yeah i can't stop going out and playing because in a sense, I feel like, like people need it, even though a lot of people um, probably don't think they need it. Um, I feel like sometimes someone walking past and just hearing like a snippet of this music might later on in the day bring them something. Well, there's too much negativity in the world, James. For, so, yeah, I can understand why people need your music, mate. That's absolutely uh, spot on. Um, I was thinking about you know, I mentioned earlier sort of young adults and their sort of turn to think about what they do. And I think sometimes um, it's thrust upon people at nowadays to to really think about what they want to do for their their lives when actually they've got the whole life ahead of them. And I just wondered what if you've got any sort of advice for everyone listening who, you know, could be at a crossroads, they, they could be looking to do something different um you know they're not sure what what route to take what sort of advice would you give them knowing knowing what you know now about your journey i think i think it begins with following what you're curious about um because i think i think i did busking a few times because i was i saw um i saw a busker out in worcester playing who's now one of my close friends which busking has brought all of my close friends to me, which is incredible. Um, and then just trying it out and just being curious about it. That's kind of led to me asking questions and then trying to find out the answers by just doing it. Um, yeah. And I think that's, it begins there. It's like a seed in a, in a garden. You, you start finding what you're curious about. You keep poking at it, keep asking questions and soon it will, it will blossom into something that you're really passionate about. Um, 
because it's so difficult to to follow a passion if you don't really know what the passion is. I think you have to explore it and have to talk to it and question it and question yourself. Great advice. In fact, that's a that is an amazing answer. And I was thinking, you you've touched on something that is is really something that I I I learned to do reasonably late in my life, and that's ask questions. And I love the curiosity angle that you mentioned as well. Mm-hmm. But what sort of questions have you asked yourself in the past? And what sort of questions are you asking yourself now in terms of your life? I think in the past I was asking a lot of um, where does this music fit? Like, should I be going out? Because before I went to music college and university, I always thought that to get anywhere in music, you had to be in a band, you had to sign a record label, you had to do worldwide tours. Um but I think it's, um, I asked, like, where could I, like, what niche could I put my music into? Could I do cafe gigs? Could I just keep on busking? Could I make busking work? How how do I make busking work? How do I make it sufficient? What do I have to do to um, keep this going? Um, where can I play next? Um, who do I need to speak to? I think those are the questions. It was almost like um, how at um, the end of, a, like, a, a fictional book, they, like, acquired a team. I think it was that. It's like, who do I need to speak to? What resources do I need? What equipment do I need to get? Yeah. Um, and I think, I think the, the same questions are kind of being asked now. It's like, how do I continue doing what I want to do, being out on the streets um, and like share it to more people? Um, and I think TikTok has really helped that because the sudden explosion of followers from that video that went viral has has brought a lot in and the tiktok streams is bringing a couple of hundred people into each stream which is really cool so it's reaching out to new people and i think that's what i'm asking now is where can i pull it who do i need to speak to where do i want to go as in regards of locations um questions are important yeah yeah, yeah absolutely ideas written down but so what what, what sort of ideas have you got coming up then? What what uh, what's uh, sort of in the in coming up in the future for for James Chatfield? Um, the future, I'd really like to. Um, I love busking in the winter, and I've and I've said it before that like I like the coziness of it all. But I'd also like because of COVID hitting, and I feel like it's almost like pushed people away. But it's slowly bringing us back together. I'd love to be able to do a series of house concert tours where I go around and play in people's living rooms and like, it doesn't have to be like a huge audience, like 10 to 20 people, um, maybe cook them some food, um, bring some plants. Um, I'd love to do stuff like that and get my music out onto um, radio stations and film scores and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, performance wise, I'd love to do house concerts. Um or I've had an idea for a while of like picnics. So find a nice spot in the woodlands, make a picnic for like 10, 20 people and just kind of sit there and yeah, and play away. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> that sounds great. I love that idea. Yeah. Come over to my house and uh, yeah, yeah, I'll get some friends cool. around. That'd be cool. That'd be really so good. You sound, you, you, you sound as though you, you, you've got a, a, a really cool vibe going on there with your, with, and and plans for for the future and stuff but how have you trusted your sorry i'm not it's not have you trusted you have trusted your intuition i think really 
go you know from the point of view of saying actually no i want to do the busking i want to do my live music i want to go out and about mm-hmm. uh, and you know i'm going to take some take some heat for it but i'm going to persevere and i just wondered if that that intuition has has is is what's guided you in, in to where you are now yeah i think so i think it's it's um it's that gut feeling it's that um there's just been like i've i've, I've had really bad down periods where I've just, I've been out and played and it's not gone well in the sense that like um, it's been a wet day and I've not seen the positive side. I've looked at the negative side too much or like I focus too much on the negative and it's made my playing awful. Um, it's made the interactions bad. And then that kind of snowballs into me wanting to hibernate. Um, and there's been times where I've not played at all, not even touched the guitars for two to three weeks at a time. But then like there's like a, another side of me that like pulls me up by the neck and be like, just go out there and play mm. and it will make a difference. And then I go out and play and like instantly it's like medicine for me. Like every time I play, I feel like it does a lot of good for myself too. And I think that intuition to just like, if you're feeling shit, if you're feeling bad, then just go out and um, just go out and play because it will, it will bring you up. Yeah. Do you, so how did you get get out of those funks that you were in then? What sort of things did you have to do to or say to yourself to drag you out and get you get your mood get your mood up? Um, going on walks out. So I'm always walking anyway out in the morning, or you know, I've got a full day just to go hiking. Um, being out in nature and just sitting and just like away from technology, away from cars, and just sitting in the woods and listening to the to the rain and to the wind and to the birds. Mm. Um, that really helps. I think being outside in nature helps us in so many ways mentally. I also, I've got like a few different albums saved on my phone of um, screenshots of messages and emails that people have sent. And sometimes I'll go through those and be like, okay, hey, like it kind of like pumps myself up in that sense. Um, yeah. Or I'll call some of my best friends and I'll be like, hey, how you doing like yeah i'm great and then i'm like i'm not doing great like help me out or like what do i need to do and they just kick me up the butt and say like go out and play because yeah. it always works um, yeah so have you got a good support network because that's part of the thing actually with covid that i'm very sort of conscious about is that growing your network for me growing my network has been extremely positive and, and so beneficial really because you know you can you always rely on 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 that that group of people to bring you up or give you some mm. advice or you know just generally be there for you and is that the same for you then have you got sort of one or two two or three people that you 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 go to regularly if you need help yeah definitely like some of my close friends that again have come from music i'll drop them a message or i call them often anyhow mm. um same with my my parents now it's very different how it was at the beginning like they're like you know, go out and play, go out and make some music. Like, or they'll text me or call me, like, how's your music going? And then I'll be like, I haven't played much. And they'll be like, why not? And then they kind of sort of like, you know, it's your job, so go out and do it. You know, you love it and yeah. stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think also there's a few people on Instagram, especially on Instagram, that I don't know. They're just followers. Um, so they're like kind of friends that came through hashtags in a sense. Um, but if I haven't posted on there for like, Oh, quite a long time now messed being like hey how, how are things are you okay like i've not seen you post maybe you're just away traveling or like i don't know if you're feeling in the blue or whatever but i miss seeing your videos and stuff 
Yeah. And then it's like, okay, right, I need to get back up to it and start posting again. And that really is, that's, that's really nice. It's like a. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. I've never heard of that actually. Is there your own support group on social media? It's brilliant. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's strange, but it's, yeah, it's, I think the first time it happened, um, um, what did they say? They said just something along the line saying, like, I miss hearing you on live, on Instagram live and stuff. It would be great to see some more video. How are you doing? Yeah. Just a very friendly message. And I was feeling really bad. Um, I was feeling bad just like mentally and also bad because I was almost neglecting giving them some, some uh, yeah, music. And, uh, it's funny, isn't it, how people sort of get used to seeing your posts and then when you don't do it, their, their instant reaction is, a, are you okay? But also mm. it's quite interesting from a, I say it, not a business point of view, but from a um, a social media point of view that actually putting regular posts out there is quite important, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It can, it can be sometimes quite, um, I think it can sometimes be very difficult to maintain that, can't it? Because there's so many platforms and there's so many ways to post, but it is a very important thing to, it's like a snowball effect, isn't it? The more you post there. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, when when are we going to get to see the camper van then? In what sense, like videos and stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll probably have to do. So we're going to the Lake District um, next week. Uh, it's my birthday next week, so we're doing like a birthday hiking, taking the family dog as well. So there'll be some videos there. I'm, I'm sure. We'll, <laughs> yeah, thought it should be cool. cool. Have you got yeah. a name for your camper van? Uh, we call her Daisy. Oh, excellent! I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what color is it? Um, it's it's very colourful inside, but on the outside it looks like a normal works van. So right. it's quite discreet in the fact that we can just park up in um, uh, like a car park and stuff. Yeah, uh, have a few times. That is cool. That is very so colourful. Cool. Um, uh, my girlfriend Brittany, she said that we should do live streams inside when it's a rainy day. And I was like, we definitely should do that. Yeah. Really oh, yeah. Yeah. There's so much sort of creative scope, isn't there? When you're you, when you've got uh, a vehicle to be able to take you wherever you you know wherever you want to be, yeah, and, sure. and maybe you know I can I can see different cities in Europe coming up as well. Once mm. we, you know cross yeah, the channel and uh, not have to worry about too much about the COVID situation. Yeah, I think things like that will be much clearer. I think touring around Europe in maybe next summer, the summer after would be. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, go for it. So how has optimism played a part in your life, James? I think looking at colour and like the positive side of things, like if you look at it long enough, it's almost like the darkness and the, the negative things don't really don't stand out so much. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I think I, I think with being on the streets and not going out busking, you have to be quite optimistic in a sense that I go out there with a feeling that people are going to enjoy it. I go out there, if I go out with a feeling I'm going to enjoy it. Like I have to be optimistic and see the, the light of it rather than if it's a rainy day, I have to go out and be like, okay, it's a rainy day. Um, someone's going to be having a bad day because rainy days sometimes do that to us. Um, but there's a chance that I can brighten the day up. So I have to go out and yeah, see the, see the light rather than the dark sides. Yeah, absolutely. Well, James, you have brightened up the Travelling Optimist podcast. <laughs> no end. It's been great to, to chat with you and um, learn a little bit more about, you know, you and your life and and, uh, and what you've been up to and what you're going to be up to. You know, I'm so impressed with your attitude and the way that you've just grasped 
what you your passion and, and just went for it and it's a uh, it's a real inspiration so I, I i i'm absolutely uh full of admiration for what you do and i love your music and um thank you for thank doing you. what you do and keep on doing it man thank you i really appreciate that thanks for inviting me on like and thanks for jumping onto tiktok messages straight away and asking because this is the first podcast i've ever been on so i was very nervous about it for quite some time but i've really really enjoyed it so oh yeah. man you're a great guest and uh, you should do more podcasts and uh, you know just get the get your message out there and get your music out there be, it's a great way of doing it but um thank you for coming on the show i really appreciate it okay thank you for listening to today's show i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did chatting with james and his live session which i absolutely loved and would encourage you all to follow him on the socials and buy his album if you can i will put all of james details on the show notes Uh, i couldn't do this without you of course and the most impactful way to support the show is to download it and recommend it to your friends and family thank you again for listening your support means the world to me and take care everybody see you on the next episode